Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we do invite you to call in to Calvary Live. We want to welcome everyone that is tuned in to today's program. And I will be your host for this hour at Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in Weld County in northern Colorado. And so blessed to be with you on this cold and cloudy and snowy Monday afternoon, and I pray that you are safe. I want to encourage you as we're getting snow in our listening area in Grace FM, and of course, if you're listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Monday afternoon, and hope you're doing well. Hope and pray that you are safe, and uh, take your time driving. It's been a while since we've had some snow here uh, along the Front Range, and so sometimes we kind of forget uh, how Uh, We need to be careful and do due diligence in driving and be safe. So take your time. Leave plenty of space between you and the cars around you. And you may be in traffic right now in Denver. I hear it snowing down in that area, in the metro area. And uh, we had some freezing drizzle this morning. So putting snow on top of it makes it more of a challenge. So we want to make sure that that we're going to pray here for all those who are driving and listening to be safe and uh, take your time going home or if you're getting the kids from school and uh, as you make your journey across uh, wherever it is that you're going. If you're up here in the rural areas of northern Colorado and the metro area, down in Colorado Springs, as you're listening as well, uh, we want to welcome you and, and on this Monday. And so be careful, be safe. We do invite you to call in as always as this is the show where you get to call in and you get to ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or what's our worldview about things around us. And we want to take you to the Word of God. We want to bless you. We want to encourage you in every way that we can. So now's the best time to call in early in the show where you don't have to wait. We'll go to the phone lines as soon as you uh, call and and uh, we're able to start in on those phone calls and answering them and giving uh, also, as you give your prayer requests, we want to be able to pray with you and take you to the throne of grace, all of us together in our time of need, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares. The call-in number is 303-690-3000, and there's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to uh, give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. That's for texting only, so be safe if you are texting, and that text line is 720336 0897. And so I do want to pray for you who are driving right now. Father, I do pray for those who are driving in this traffic and it's snowy and we had freezing drizzle and snow on top of it. And so keep everyone safe and uh, bring them home safely, whether, um, you know, or they're going to work maybe or wherever they're going. Lord, uh, I pray for your hedge of protection. I pray that you keep everybody warm, cars running, and uh, and just have your hand upon uh, all those who are driving right now. 
uh, because it is getting bad and for the morning commute as well. So I just want to lift everybody up in our listening area, Grace FM, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Also want to welcome all those who are listening on Hope and Truth FM on the East Coast. Hope you're doing well. So blessed that you are with us and that we get to be connected to you on the East Coast. You guys are such a blessing. And uh, you too can call in at that number at 303-690-3000 and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. Also, all the online listeners across the country, anywhere in the country, you can give me a call. And we get calls from all over um, the different states and places in the United States, from Hawaii to Florida and Washington to uh, to the you know East Coast, uh, it's wonderful. Southern California, Arizona, got some calls last week from there, uh, from Texas. It's great in the growing um, audience and our online uh, listeners is is wonderful. Uh, I would encourage you to uh, download the Grace FM app on your smart smartphones or tablets. And uh, if you're listening on your computers, there are those who may be tuned in from different parts of the world. And it is wonderful for us to see. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let me know you're well. Let me know that you're out there. I want to welcome all those in southern Wyoming as well. Um, And uh, you guys have winter storm warnings up there uh, in Wyoming, so you be careful. Love to hear from you guys. And uh, so glad that you're able to tune in. So we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And so let's go to Sharon, who is from Tennessee. Sharon? Hello. How are you, Sharon? You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. I'm great. I had a question. Yes, go ahead. It's It's about baptism. Um, If you are saved, is baptism required for God to take you to heaven? Um, no. Or is that something that you do as a proclamation to your old life, going into your new spiritual life? Or I'm kind of confused right. whether whether yeah, you would and, have to. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I think it's so important for us as Christians to really be um, clear in understanding salvation and justification the doctrine of justification the doctrine of justification is just a a term actually it's a legal term uh, that literally means just as if i've never sinned but paul talks about the doctrine of justification as you walk through the book of romans and and paul makes this case all throughout the new testament in the book of galatians and he makes it very very clear that we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And then we have that process of sanctification, and we know that Romans chapter 6 tells us about uh, that baptism is identifying with Christ in this newness of life. Um, As we are saved, um, we make that declaration, as you said, Sharon, to, you know, go into the waters, Going under the water, it symbolizes that uh, we're buried. The old man, the old woman, or um, our sins are buried. The old life coming out of the water that we identify with Christ in that newness of life, in that new resurrected life. So baptism is an act of obedience uh, to the Lord, and um, it's identifying with Christ. But when it comes to salvation, there are people that will tell you and me that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. So, Sharon, 
I want you to understand that there's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to earn salvation. And there's no works that we can do to merit salvation. So you don't have to be baptized in in order to be saved. Baptism is a declaration that I am saved, and I'm a follower of Christ, and it follows salvation. It it doesn't, uh, you know, it isn't required for salvation. So anytime, Sharon, listen, this is really important for our listeners. Anytime somebody comes along and says, oh, the cross of Jesus Christ and faith in him is sufficient for salvation, except you have to also worship on a certain day, you have to join a certain church, you have to be baptized. You see, Paul, when he wrote the book of Galatians, that was the problem to the Galatian churches is that the Judaizers were coming up and they were saying, hey, you have to be circumcised in order to be saved. And, and Paul is saying to them, it's, it's the, the one of the early epistles, probably the first epistle that we have in the New Testament that Paul wrote. He says, I marvel that you turn away from the gospel to another, which is not the gospel. And, and he says something very, very important. He says that knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even as we believe in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified. So you don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. Right. Well, that's kind of how I felt. Um, I was actually baptized at a very young age and thought about being baptized again just to reaffirm my spiritual journey. And you know, I grew up in um, in I grew up in the Catholic Church where I was baptized as an infant. Here at Calvary Chapel, we don't do infant baptism. We see the example in Scripture that baptism again follows that this you know um, it's an act that you do, proclaiming that you are saved after you come to faith in Jesus Christ. But I got rebaptized again after I understood the gospel, after I understood what baptism was about. And we're going to do a baptism here um, this month, later at the end of the month here at Calvary Greeley. Uh, but it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful declaration that we make, but it is not necessary for salvation. And think about, Sharon, a couple examples um, is the thief on the cross. When, when that thief on the cross turned to Jesus and said, you know, remember me when you come into the kingdom, Jesus said, before the sun has set, you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus didn't say, well, I'd love to save you, but you can't be baptized. Um, Yeah, in in Luke chapter 7, when the woman, who is known as a notorious sinner, fell at Jesus' feet and was weeping and worshiping and washing his feet with her tears and drying them with her hair, Jesus said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And, And as she left, Jesus didn't say, oh, wait, stop, wait a minute, Uh, you have to be baptized uh, in order to be saved. So baptism is an important act. It it is an act of obedience in the Christian life, but it is not necessary. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. It is faith in Christ alone. And if we say that you have to be baptized or you have to do this religious act or whatever, what we are saying is, is that Jesus' death on the cross was not sufficient for forgiveness of sin and salvation, that we have to add to that. 
Jesus did it all. And he cried on the cross, it is finished. I paid the price. I did the work. And and he made that declaration from the cross. It is done. And now we come in faith. In his grace alone. In his grace alone. Amen. It's all grace. It's not partly grace. It's all grace. Right? Absolutely. Sharon, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you guys on the East Coast. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad I got um, tuned in tonight. You, me too. God bless you guys. All right, you too. Thank you. All right. 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines. That's one of the questions we get asked a lot, and some people try to argue that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. Uh, there's nothing that you can do to be saved and to say that you have to be baptized or you have to you know, be confirmed or you have to worship on a certain day um, is saying that you have to add to the, what Jesus did on the cross. And that is not New Testament biblical truth that is given to us. Hey, give me a call. The text line, too, is 720-336-0897. And uh, you can text in a question or a prayer request as well. And uh, so we're going to keep going with the phone lines. As I said, a couple open lines. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs here on this Monday where it's snowing cold, at least here in Colorado. Hope everyone is doing well. But let's go to Baltimore on the East Coast where Cindy is on line two. Cindy, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. You got a question for me? Yes, I do. I'm an elderly lady. And um, I, my spouse died in 2018. Uh, met a gentleman I've known since 1967. His wife died also at that year. We have been dating, and we've wished to marry. And But we have everything all set up and everything for our kids and whatever, of course, separately. And I wanted to know if you could get married in the church under God, but not register it at the courthouse and still be considered married so that you don't have a name change and change everything else. You know, I think, Cindy, there's a real problem in that. And I know with elderly couples that... Um, there may be some legal issues. There may be some financial, you know, when it comes to pensions, when it comes to all kinds of decisions, decisions that need to be made. But I see in Scripture that there is the, not only the ceremonial, uh, you, know, uh, the, you know, part of, of what took place in, as you look at marriage in the, um, in the Scriptures, but there's a public side of it, too. They did it publicly. It was declared um, publicly, uh, you have the the civil ceremony that takes place, and and so you know we've had a few people. Well, can we just come in and you say that we're married and uh, we're not going to register it? And and I won't do that. Um, I think that if a couple makes that commitment, they need to make that commitment not only in the church, but they need to make it commitment also um, with the civil authorities as well. And there are perhaps some legal things that you can do, talking to a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, um, but I think that it is important if you come in and you make it, you know, that declaration in the church that it needs to be binding as well civilly. 
um, and in the in the state that you register. So, uh, personally, here at Calvary Greeley, we will not do a wedding if they don't bring a wedding license, and that's one of the things that we make very clear to them. So that's what we do, and I think it's important um, consideration for you as you're praying about this. Well, I have been praying about it and had no thoughts as to what what the outcomes would be, but I really thank you for your perspective. And I also asked my pastor to look into it, and we haven't had our talk yet. But I really, really thank you. It puts a different perspective on that. And we want to do what's right with the law and the Lord and whatever. Yeah. Hey, can I pray for you, Cindy? Sure. I'd love to. Yeah, Father, I pray for Cindy. It's her, and she's had the blessing of knowing somebody from a long time. Uh, for many, many years, for for 50 years or so. And, Lord, I just pray as they're making the decision uh, whether to come together uh, to to be declared as one, that you would give them wisdom, give them insight, um, just not only in the ceremonial um, uh, marriage um, end of it, and, and um, but also um, the civil um, part of it and uh, the legal part and financial part and all that that goes with it. So I do pray that she would get wise counsel, um, and I pray that she and her um, uh, her um, friend uh, that she is praying about marrying, uh, that they would just hear from you very clearly and from your word. So I just pray for your guidance in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you. You've been a blessing. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Cindy. God bless you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines. You know, that is something that comes up, and and um, and I think it's important. You know, when Jesus, at the wedding at Canaan, um, back in the ancient, you know, um, uh, uh, wedding ceremonies that we read about, it was not only um, religious, um, and spiritual aspect of it, but there was a civil aspect of it uh, that was declared. It was very important uh, that they be declared married. So I think that's an important consideration for any of us that are getting married. And um, and so hopefully, Cindy, that she'll get some wise counsel in that. Hey, uh, give me a call. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we got a couple calls from the East Coast. So again, welcome all you who are listening on Truth and Hope FM. We got a call from somebody listening on Truth from Tennessee FM and those uh, somebody just from Hope FM from Baltimore. And so you guys are such a blessing. So glad to be connected to you. I do want to remind you that as you call in, somebody will answer as you just, um, you know, just heard, and we can have our conversation, but you are a week delayed in that the broadcast being uh, played. So you get to call in, we have our conversation, then you get to listen to it a week later. So, hey, let's keep the calls coming. Uh, The text line, we'll go to that as time permits, 720-336-0897 is the text line. But we got a couple open lines, so grab it, and uh, let's continue to talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Denver, where John is on line three. Hi, John. John, you there? 
John, if you're there, let's see if he dropped. So maybe he dropped. He he had an answer. Is the Antichrist or a question that he wanted me to answer? Is the Antichrist on Earth right now? And if he is, how can we tell? And if not, when could he be here? So that's a good question. And John, if you get a chance to call back, but I'll try to answer it the best that I can. Um, We don't know if the Antichrist is on the earth right now. Uh, We have an interesting verse. We're told a lot about the Antichrist in Scripture, both Old and New Testament. He is given a number of titles uh, throughout the Scriptures, the man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. Um, There's uh, different titles given to him. But Paul writes something uh, that uh, is very important, I believe, for us as uh, he writes about the Antichrist in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And, and people wonder, you know, are we going to see the Antichrist? Sometimes people really get into who is the Antichrist, you, you know, and trying to guess who the Antichrist is and all of this. But I believe that the Scripture gives us a hint of uh, that we as Christians are not going to see the Antichrist. And nowhere in Scripture does it say, that we are to be looking for the Antichrist. The, the instruction and the uh, exhortation and command is always be looking for Jesus Christ, be watching for him. But as Paul is writing about the rapture of the church, the day of the Lord, um, the Antichrist who will come, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, as Paul pens in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that should be worshipped, so he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And he goes on and he says something very important in verse 7 of chapter 2, that for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. And that's speaking of the Antichrist, one of the titles that is given to him. So what Paul is saying is that there's a restraining factor that is uh, in place, and I believe that he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. And I believe that the reference here is to the indwelling Holy Spirit in the church, that as we are here and we're praying and we're light and salt, that we are a restraining factor, and there is lawlessness that takes place, But we restrain the Antichrist from coming until we are taken out of the way when we are raptured in the rapture of the church, and then lawlessness will um, be uh, revealed, the lawless one, uh, and he will be revealed, and uh, he will come on the scene. So we as Christians will not be um, seeing the Antichrist. The the rise of the Antichrist, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, to Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, he will come riding on a white horse, according to Revelation 6, the first seal open up, and he will uh, conquer and to conquer. He has a bow, but on an arrow. He seems like he is a man of peace, um, and uh, he will come on the scene to make a covenant with Israel for one week, seven years. And uh, I believe that we will be raptured before the first seal is opened up. And the restraining factor that we are is going to be lifted, and then he's going to be revealed. So he could be alive today. Um, he's going to come out of that revived Roman Empire. Daniel uh, tells us, according to Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel chapter 7, and then the Antichrist, once the church is gone, will come on the scene 
uh, for the final seven-year period, Daniel's 70th week. And so um, he could very well be alive. Um, we don't um, know who he is. He's not going to be revealed to us till after the rapture of the church. So hopefully, John, that um, answers your question. But I want to encourage everybody, because sometimes we can get who is the Antichrist, and you hear a lot about you know, all these guesses and stuff. Uh, let's focus on Jesus Christ. That's the main thing. And, uh, and we see the events going on around us. We see um, you know, the, the world is ready for a leader to come along and to um, you know, begin to solve the problems that uh, we see all around us. Uh, in all around the world, and he's going to come as a world leader, the Antichrist. He will be an economic leader. He will be a military leader. He will be a religious leader, because even as I read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that he will go into the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. He will proclaim himself as God to be worshipped as God, and uh, he is going to be a political leader. So uh, he's going to be someone that the world has never seen, and the world will turn to and begin to worship him according to to Revelation chapter 13. Hey, we got all open lines. So, John, if you're listening, I hope that answer your question. Feel free to call back, and I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. That's the call-in line. Hey, give me a call, and we'll get to your calls today. Hope you're doing well. Pray that you're safe, especially you who are listening on Grace FM all along the listening area. Oh, yesterday was awesome, wasn't it? We were in the 70s took a long walk, and all of a sudden, uh, it's cold and windy, and that's Colorado, isn't it? Well, we're going to go to Aurora, where Ann has a prayer request. Ann? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Awesome. Hi. My, um, my request is for my um, husband's cousin. She is from Minnesota. She's a young mama, and she just found out she has MS. Um. She's gone blind in one eye already, and it's hitting her really fast and hard. Uh, her name is Jill, and um, she is married, and she's just a mess right now. So I just would like people to lift her up in prayer. Yeah, let's do that right now. And, and Father, as we do, come together, all those who are listening, we lift up Jill to you. And um, she's being afflicted physically with MS, and blind in one eye is really hitting her hard and fast, and we just pray for your hand to be upon her. Yes, Lord. We pray for healing for her. We pray that yes. um, that you would stop the disease. But we also pray, Lord, that you would be with the doctors that are, are ministering to her, um, that you would give them wisdom, that, um, Lord, any treatments that she needs, if you choose that route to bring healing, bring that healing to her. But, Lord, comfort her heart, and, Lord, I pray that she would perceive your presence, that um, that you would be with um, all those around her that are ministering to her to be able to do that and give her um, just um, just be there for comfort and support, and that she would perceive your presence, Jill. And I pray you be with Dan, help her to minister as well. And um, and I just uh, it's so hard, especially somebody who's young. To be afflicted like that, we just pray for you to bless and comfort and strengthen in every way, Lord, for Jill, because we know you love her. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we'll Bye-bye. be praying, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. 
Hey, we're getting ready, getting close to come to the break. And if you need prayer, please call. This, you know, Calvary Live is not only to answer questions, and we want to certainly do that, but it's also to pray with you, to give you comfort from God's Word, uh, to give you wisdom, to encourage you, and and to bless you. And I want to be a blessing to you at this hour. And so we're going to head into the break here. It's the only break of Calvary Live. Um, and then we'll be back on the phone lines. But grab one of those uh, open lines. And uh, and we'd love to talk to you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And the text line is where you can text in a question or a prayer request. is 720-336-0897. We'll be right back in just a minute. Stay tuned to Calvary Life. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those numbers that you can uh, ask a question or a prayer request, the call-in number, 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines and so grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the second half of the program uh, to answer your questions or to pray for you and with you. Love to be able to do that. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. What a blessing it is uh, to be with you this afternoon on this cold and snowy day in Colorado and southern Wyoming. Pray that you are safe and doing well. Take your time going home and uh, just... Uh, take your time. It's it's uh, part of living in Colorado. But sometimes when we've had a, we had a wonderful January, wasn't it? Awesome, uh, about as good as you can get. Dry. Uh, we kind of forget that uh, we need to take our time and and use extra precaution as we head home, or you're going to work, or maybe you're going to practice, or wherever you're headed to, and uh, pray that you're safe. And then also in the morning, the morning commute, there'll be more snow. Um, and so that's what our prayer is, and we already prayed for everybody. Uh, also, I just want to let you know, Wednesday we will be here at Calvary Greeley, continuing through the book of Jeremiah, and uh, what an incredible study that it is. I love that study. If you never studied the book of Jeremiah, you're in the Greeley area, come join us. We're in chapter 6, and uh, we got a long ways to go, but we're going through it chapter by chapter, verse by verse. In 7 o'clock, we got a place for all the kids, the nursery, toddlers, children's ministry, uh, middle schoolers, high schoolers that meet. Uh, check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, for further information for all our services. we got things taking place all week long here at the church, and uh, we'd love to be able to meet you and to be able to serve your family uh, and for us to grow in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And uh, so... Uh, check us out, calvarychapelgreeley.org, for further information, services. But come on out to that Jeremiah study on Wednesday night. I know you'll be tremendously blessed. Hey, we got Deborah that has been waiting um, from Lakewood. So we're going to go to Deborah. Deborah? Hi. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing great. Blessed and doing good. Super. Good to hear that. Yes, I just want to thank all, everybody, especially you, Pastor, for praying for me two weeks ago when I thought I had cancer in my lungs. 
And my throat, I don't. My positive, my test came out negative. Praise God. Praise and God. I was so afraid. I prayed so hard, so hard. I mm. fell asleep. And when I woke up, I went and did my testing. And I was so afraid that it was something bad going to happen until when they called me the next day, they said everything was negative. Wow, that's good news. So yes, what a yes. it is. You know, and, uh, you know, the Scripture has a lot to say about you mentioned you were so afraid. And I just yeah, I was so afraid. Yeah, and I just want to encourage those who are out there that maybe perhaps are facing something similar. And mm-hmm. we trust the Lord, but, you know, it's in those times, Deborah, that we need to rest in the Lord. And, yes. um, you know, we know that um, that he, um, he doesn't want us to fear. 365 times he tells us not to be afraid. Yes. Uh, and I believe that's one for each day. Yes. And, uh, and so we got many, many promises in the Scripture. And in Second yes. Timothy ch- chapter 1, he says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. And, and sometimes we do get afraid. And I know mm-hmm. there have been times where I've been afraid, and just like you were afraid. And the Lord mm-hmm. desires to strengthen us and our soul. And so uh, let's just give thanks to the Lord, and let's just pray for those who perhaps right now are, yes. are going through something similar that maybe... Um, they're afraid and, and uncertainty and anxiousness is set in. So, Father, I thank you for Deborah and her praise report as we prayed for her. And, um, Lord, you ministered to her. And um, there was that uncertainty. And it's scary when we go in and we have medical tests and we don't know what's going on and uh, the uncertainty of it all. And so I, I thank you that uh, Deborah got good news that she doesn't have cancer. And yes, uh, Lord. I, I pray that any physical uh, uh, infirmities that she has or um, anything that's going on, that you bring complete healing to her. But, Lord, we thank you that she's cancer-free. And I do want to pray that you would just encourage her, that you would strengthen Deborah, and that the joy that she has in her hearts would continue. And, Father, but we also want to pray for those who may be out there right now listening that are going through a time of uncertainty and, and fear has gripped their hearts and their souls, that you say that we don't have to be anxious for anything but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And Thank you, as we do that, that the peace of God that passes understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And yes, I just Lord. pray for those who perhaps have that anxiousness and uncertainty, that you would just calm their spirits, that, Lord, that we have you, you care for us, where you're in your hands, and that um, we don't have to be gripped with the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind, that that we belong to you and we have the spirit of adoption, and uh, that you care for us and you love us and uh, you're working on our behalf. So I just pray that for anybody who's feeling just overwhelmed, uh, whatever circumstance, maybe it's physical, uh, maybe it's just emotional, spiritual situations, financial, whatever the case may be, that we can rest in you and rest in your love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so you much. Bet. You bet, I Deborah. Feel so Thanks much for calling better. back. Thank you. And I, I pray you for bet. you guys, too, and everyone that's listening. God bless you all. Thank you. Keep up the good faith it. in the Lord, because God is there. Yeah. He's there for all of us. Yeah, he loves us. Thank yes, you, he Deborah. loves us. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh.
It's always good to get good news, isn't it? But sometimes we don't always get good news, do we? And for those of you who are perhaps um, that um, are going through difficulty, uh, we want to pray for you. We got all open lines at this time in our show. So if you've been wanting to call in, call in and uh, we'll take your call and we'll have that discussion with you or answer your question or uh, be able to pray for you. And, and it's such a wonderful opportunity. I love Calvary Live that we have this show for an hour that we can do that and come together and uh, be blessed in every way. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live. I'm Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. And uh, also that text line is um, 720-336-0897. Interesting text question that came in, and I'm kind of starting from the beginning. It says, in the new heaven and the new earth, which one will be, uh, will we be in eternity living in? Or do we live in the New Jerusalem? And, and that is a good question because we do know that the Bible, the last two chapters, talks about the new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. I do believe when the Bible says that it's new, that uh, at the end of the millennium reign, uh, as we uh, learn from Revelation chapter 20, that uh, there is going to uh, have the heavens and the, the earth as we now know it that will be dissolved. There is some teaching out there that um, says that it's just going to be renewed, the heavens and the earth that we now know it. Uh, what I'm reading from Scripture, Peter writes that uh, that the heavens and the earth as we know it will go up in a fervent heat and a loud noise, uh, almost like a nuclear reaction. Uh, the Lord who holds it, uh, all things consist by him, holds it all in his hand, he's going to let go of it. But uh, also in the book of Revelation, uh, it, it talks about, um, that when I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. So there was no more um, uh, old heaven, old earth, um, old Jerusalem, uh, but uh, there's a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem after the great white throne judgment. And Jerusalem is going to be a literal city. It's going to be incredible, 12 foundations, uh, 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles, the approximate size, the description given to us. It's going to be glorious. Um, will we be living in the new Jerusalem, all of us, or will we be living on the new earth? Um, somebody was asking, part of the question is, if we live on the new earth, does that mean we don't live in the new heaven? I think it's all kind of together, merged together is what I read. And and just the New Jerusalem is really told to us how glorious it's going to be. There's not a whole lot uh, spoken of the New Earth, um, uh, not a whole lot of details given to that. We do know uh, that it tells us that there will be no more sea. The earth and heavens passed, passed away. There will be no more sea. Um, but it's going to be glorious. There will be no sun because God will be the light, His glory. Uh, but it's going to be glorious. So uh, whether we... Uh, come visit the New Jerusalem, or live in the New Jerusalem, we're on the New Earth, uh, it's all part of the New Heaven, and we'll be with the Lord. That's what makes Heaven Heaven, is we're going to be with Jesus for all eternity, and we're going to be with Him, and no more, um, I love it, uh, no more tears, uh, there'll be no more death, no nor sorrow, crying, there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away, and that is a glorious future. Uh, I want you to remember that we have a glorious future 
as Christians. We really do. And I know that things may be difficult on, on this side of eternity, and we face the difficulties and the challenges and the tribulations, but we have the love of the Lord and the promise of the Lord. And he's working all things together for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And his purpose is to conform us into the image of Jesus. But in eternity's values and perspectives, and we can trust him and rest in his love, and we belong to him, and to know that we have a glorious, glorious future, and we are to set our eyes on the things above, not on the things of this world. So I hope that's an encouragement to somebody who's listening out there. Uh, because sometimes we get so focused on the horizontal, we forget to to really begin to look up and to remember that um, the Lord is going to take us home, whether our bodies were out here or in the rapture of the church, and we're going to be together, and then we're going to come back with him. We're going to rule and reign with him uh, in the millennium reign, and then we're going to be together in the new heaven and the new earth. And I think I've been uh, pondering that because this last week I did two memorial services. I... I um, we had two funerals. There was actually a third one from somebody in our fellowship. And it really begins to get you to think that, this, you know, this is real and the gospel's real. And uh, we're all going to be facing our own mortality. And Jesus Christ didn't leave us without any hope. And that's why he came, to give us a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so I um, hope that's an encouragement to you, to somebody who's out there listening um, we got all open lines, so 303-690-3000. If you've been wanting to call in, please call in and love to talk to you about uh, the things of the Lord and uh, love to talk to you about um, you know, um, the Word of God to go to the answer. Um, let's go to the text line. We got some um, um, prayer requests. Um, we are going to start, please pray for my marriage and uh, my prostate, um, and it's from Bill. And so, Father, we do pray for Bill. Um, we pray for his marriage. You know what's going on. You know the difficulties, um, the challenges. Um, I pray that you would um, just bring uh, any kind of for forgiveness, healing, restoration, the work that you want to do, bringing them together um, to have understanding and to, to walk together in your love. And, Lord, I just pray for his prostate. We don't know what's going on, but you do. So I just pray that uh, you would bless and that you would encourage and that you would bring healing and that you just be with Bill. He perceive your presence. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I also got somebody um, who wants prayer for their wife, Jasmine, uh, who's just battling some heavy spiritual battles at work and, and, uh, and, um, so um, I'm not going to read all of it to you, but um, we're just going to pray for, for Jasmine. And, and, um, and Father, we do pray uh, for her. She's battling some heavy spiritual battles at work um, and just, just some other struggles that are going on. And uh, I just pray that you bring her to a place of surrender and trusting in you, uh, that you would guide her, um, that uh, you would work in her life. Uh, that you bring her to that place of, uh, Lord, where she needs to be, of trusting in you and being guided by you. Uh, I pray that you would just uh, work in the areas that need to be. And, Lord, I just pray for um, Jasmine's husband, 
that you give him wisdom to be able to minister to his wife, Jasmine. I pray that you would uh, guide him and direct him in every way and uh, to uh, be with him as he ministers to his wife. And Lord, we just pray for all those who perhaps are struggling at the workplace and it's hard and uh, for whatever reason it may be, give us the strength to continue um, to, to be used of you in those places and to, um, to uh, meet the challenges that are out there in, in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You know, sometimes I know it's hard where you go to work and, and to be there and um, when you're working with non-Christians or the challenges that come with it. And uh, just keep going to the Lord. And uh, it can be overwhelming. And we can just face today. The Lord will give you the grace and the sufficiency to meet today and to get through today and to learn from today and to watch Him work in your life. Hey, we still got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I know it's snowing out. Um, it is uh, cold out. Uh, I pray everybody is safe and being careful, so we've got plenty of time to call in. But we do have a call from uh, Maryland, Bill on line one. Hi, Bill. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, how can we pray for you? Yes, I have uh, two requests. Uh, the first one, uh, my wife left me about six months ago and wanted a, wanted a uh, divorce, and uh, I kept telling her no because it's not not biblical. And so she finally uh, come to me a couple months ago, I guess now, and said she wants to reconcile and get things straightened out, but it's not there yet. Uh, we're seeing each other a little bit here and there and going to church together, but we're still not quite there yet, and uh, <clears throat> I'm going to, I just need prayer that we'll get things straightened out and get back together as a married couple. And Yeah, uh, and you know, Bill, you put in a, a text uh, request, didn't you? Yes, and I did. We were just praying for that and for your prostate. Yes, and, uh, uh, went, I've been to the doctors a few weeks ago, and mm -hmm. uh, I had a real hard problem going to the bathroom, and uh, so I'm supposed to go to the doctor next week. I'm going to do a cancer test to see if it's not cancer. I'm in my 60s, so uh, okay. I just pray that it's not cancer and something they can take care of. But it keeps okay. me up at night. I don't keep running to the bathroom. Yeah, and so we were praying for you, and and you were saying you've been separated for six months. and Yeah, about um, six months, but uh, we're starting to, to get to things talk. worked out. It's a slow process, okay. but it is. I just it want prayer be. that things will keep moving forward. Hey, that we Bill, can do, you mind, do you mind me asking? Are you guys? Do you guys belong to a church? Or are you in fellowship? Yes. Uh, well, we used to, and then my, when my wife left me, she left the church okay. and started another church. And um, okay. And so, is uh, there any any opportunity? Um, um, for you guys to get some counsel and 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 receive some wise counsel and um, and that's what I want to pray for you guys that you know yeah she would I, uh, to that. I brought that question up to her and she said I'm not ready for counseling yet okay but I have been to church with her a couple of times at her church yeah and uh, and I have visited uh, Calvary up there in Delta Pennsylvania yeah um, yeah okay with a friend of mine um, and his wife. 
Well, we're going to pray for you again, and I know that you didn't hear it because you're a week delayed, and, and you'll hear us pray next week, and people oh, okay. will be praying again. But, Father, I do pray for Bill. As he called, he put in a text. We prayed, but now we, we know a little bit more, and I just pray for Bill that um, as they're beginning to talk, him and his wife, that I know it's your will that they come together. I know it's your will that they um, restore their marriage, and I pray that you would do that work. That um, that you would just minister to his wife, um, that put that desire in her and um, to to have her marriage come together, uh, for them to be able to receive counsel, to be able to go to church and hear the word of God. Lord, we know that you want to bless our marriages in every way, and uh, not just where we put it in maintain mode, but to grow and love for each other, and, 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 and to grow in love for you. So I just pray for that work in Bill. And again, as he goes to the doctor and he's getting tests for cancer, that we just pray for healing. We pray for your touch. I pray for your, um, your comfort given to him. Give wisdom to the doctors. Uh, we just lift Bill up to you in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Appreciate that. Be praying for you, you, Bill. Okay. God bless. God bless. God bless. You. Uh-huh. Good night. Uh-huh. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes um, when somebody calls from the East, uh, they can text in a question, but they don't hear it because it's a week delayed. So I'm glad Bill was able to call in and pray again and be able to uh, talk to him and, and uh, ask some questions. We do have open lines, and we got plenty of time in the show to be able to answer your question or uh, to be able to uh, pray with you. Uh, we're going to go to the text line again, and uh, and we're going to pull up. Um, I had somebody, you know, Benita, thank you for your encouragement. You always send a word of encouragement, praying for me and my family and the ministry here, and and uh, we just, I appreciate, hope you guys are doing well down there in the springs and uh, praying for you and your, your husband that, is uh, serving our nation and and uh, and uh, hope he's home safely or gets home safely soon. So Benita, God bless you. Always appreciate that word that uh, and encouragement that you give to us. Um, let's see. Um, it says, you know, it's interesting. A lot of prayer requests. Here's one that kind of caught my eye. Uh, we need more uh, Christ uh, believing Christians in the school system. Can we pray for that? And uh, somebody who wants prayer for um, a teacher, Leona. And, um, and so we're going to do that. So, Father, I just pray for Leona. Uh, we pray for her job. We pray for her as a school teacher. We thank you. I just thank you for all the school teachers that are out there that are Christians. Uh, being a light in the schools is so needed. But it can be also very difficult. And I don't know the situation with Leona, but you do. And I just pray that you would uh, just um, be with her, strengthen her, work in her situation. We do pray for all the Christian teachers that, Lord, that you give them just wisdom and um, to be able to give them courage as well. Uh, For a lot of us, whether it's in the schools or in the public arena or whatever the case may be, it takes courage to stand for the Lord. And I do pray that you would strengthen all those um, as we go out into the world to be a light. And I pray for the school teachers that are Christians, professors that are Christians. Uh, I know there are some out there because they come to our church. And and, uh, it is very hard and it is very difficult. But I thank you for them. 
And uh, in those times where it's hard and difficult in our lives, um, in the place where you put us, give us the strength that we need. Give us the endurance. And Lord, give us the wisdom that we need. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, um, 303-690-3000, we still got a little bit of time. You know, I think if for those of you, you know, in this prayer request for teachers, where they are, and I know it's very hard. I'm so thankful for Christian teachers, uh, those that are in, um, you know, even politicians. I got uh, a couple friends that are in the, um, you know, in the political office. I'm very thankful for them. Those who are in law enforcement, those who are in different places of the public sector or even at the workplace at a company, it can be hard and it can be difficult. And um, especially the day in which we are living in. And I think about Daniel. I think about Joseph, that they were placed um, in, in places um, where it was hard. Joseph in Egypt, uh, as he was the prime minister of Egypt, but uh, he was one that uh, the people saw that there was uh, the spirit of wisdom that was in him. The Pharaoh saw that. And in Daniel as well, um, it says of Daniel that he had an excellent spirit, and they knew that. And it didn't exclude them from persecution. It did not exclude them from difficulties. But what my prayer is is that you have that excellent spirit within you like Daniel did, and, and that you just keep looking to the Lord and trusting the Lord. Because, uh, again, we've had some prayer requests for those who are in the workplace that is very, very difficult. And uh, I just pray... Um, that you would uh, just um, be there to be a light, um, to be used of the Lord, and uh, not to be afraid. And uh, and uh, the Lord will take care of it, and he will honor you in uh, every way um, as you do that indeed. Well, let's go to the text because I don't believe we're seeing any calls coming in. And uh, I know it's snowing outside, but we're going to go to the text line where we got a few minutes that is left and to be able to answer any questions that you might have. And one of the text questions as I pull them up, um, we have um, prayer requests. And um, somebody's asking to be blessed with a husband. Um, I believe God that he'll be coming soon. Um, I pray for a godly man, and uh, so we do pray for uh, Renata. Uh, you know her, Lord. Uh, I think one of the hardest things for uh, Lord, as we know, for somebody who's single is loneliness. We just pray that um, as she desires to have a husband, that you would help her to wait, to look to you, to trust in you, to grow in, right now in her relationship with you but lord if it's your will for her to have a husband that um that you would bring um the just the right person that you have and lord for all those who are single uh, i just pray for them i just pray that you would uh bring godly men uh to women and uh, godly women to to the men and um and that you would bless them in that way in jesus name amen you know i think one of the things um as we, um, for you who are single out there, uh, here's the thing to remember that the Bible says that it is good to be married in that state, but also says that it's good to be single. And Paul in 
1 Corinthians chapter 7, he says, you do have a advantage in being in a single state, and that is you have opportunity to serve the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with having a desire to be married. God puts that desire in us. Um, it's a good desire. But I want to encourage you in the state that you are in now, in singleness and waiting on the Lord, that you draw close to the Lord and you have the opportunity, as Paul says, to give yourself to the Lord in serving him because you don't have a husband, you don't have children, uh, you don't have a wife for you guys, um, that you are free, you have a little bit more freedom to be able to do that. So whatever state that you are in, whether we are um, in a married state or whether we're in a single state, that the Lord desires for us to have joy, the Lord desires for us to to look to him and for you to to um, just move forward in that state in drawing closer to the Lord and asking the Lord, what would you have me to do? Uh, Lord, how would I serve you? I have the freedom right now as I am single to perhaps uh, get involved in service or to um, you know serve you in different ways that I wouldn't have if I had a family and kids. So think about that and pray through that and, and uh, be open to that. And the Lord's going to take care of you. And uh, as you trust in him, as you delight in him, um, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And uh, so the key is delight in him and to look to him and, uh, and keep praying, keep waiting. But he loves you. So, hey, everybody, again, hope you are doing well. Be safe. Uh, we'll be with you next time on Calvary Live. Thank you so much who called in and texted in. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.